All right. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday, June second, twenty twenty-two. It's eight twenty-seven p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. This is the Fakeologist speaking, coming to you from the North Shore of Lake Ontario in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This is the Marcus Allen Super Show, and we give Marcus top billing because of his vast history and experience in the truther world, and we salute him for that. But we also have two other accomplished individuals on the call, plus myself. And one of them is coming all the way from the other side of wherever we are. It's from G-Long, Victoria, Australia, Frank the Salt Guy. Hello, Frank. Good evening. And, of course, we also have Tiago from the easternmost coastest of Canada, from Sydney, Nova Scotia. Diego, well, how are you? Good, good. Couldn't be better. And now I should have I should have said hi to Marcus first because I built them all up and then I passed right by him, which was kind of stupid. <laughs> so uh, we'll, Marcus Allen from the Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, home of the Amish, which are actually a German, Germanic-based people. They're not Dutch. That's so, right. Hello, Marcus. Good evening, folks. I hate folks. Hey, everyone. Hi, folks. That's what Bugs Bunny said. Hi, folks. Or and, Looney Tunes. Hi, folks. And, and Barack Obama. Folks. Yeah. Folks. Yep. Oh, folks. <laughs> Barack, I didn't know Barack was German. <laughs> folks, is, folks are dumb where I come from. They ain't had much learning. Still, they get from A to Z doing what comes naturally. Okay, this is the Frank. Um, wow, Frank always likes to sing, which is great. So, uh, is anything happening in the world? Is this going to be a long show or short show? I know everyone looks forward to this show. That's for sure. Got one person in the uh, live stream right now in the YouTube's, and uh, do, do we have anything on the agenda to talk about tonight? We do. Well, of course, everyone knows that June, the entire month of June, is queer month, right? Oh. Everyone knows that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I drove by the Toyota head office in Toronto, and they have a Canadian flag, and right underneath it, an equally sized rainbow flag. So is that what you mean? That's what I mean. So to kick things yeah. off, uh, if you turn on my screen, I don't know if you have it up. There it goes. Uh, this up. is from, remember Wonder Woman and Linda Carter? Yes. Oh, yes. She posted, he or she, not sure which, said, yeah. I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is somehow not queer or trans icon, then you're not paying attention. Every time someone comes up to me and says that Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted, it reminds me how special the role is. Hmm. Anyone have any thoughts on that? I, I used to love Linda Carter. I guess, I yeah. Keep going, yeah I was just—I was just had to say that. What disappoints me about the rainbow thing is that's supposed to be the symbol of the covenant between man and God after the um, the flood. Oh really? Well, honestly, is anyone here? Just raise your hand if you're tired of talking about uh, genders and transsexuals and transgenders. Uh, I only like it from a deception point of view, but other than that, I'm I'm really tired of it. Mm -hmm. I found it very useful. I have to say, 
I, I, I'm finding it a very practical way to kind of work out what's going on. And, you know, when I go to the pub now, things that used to confuse me don't confuse me anymore. Yeah, but I'm talking about the mainstream narrative part. I'm tired of hearing about that being pushed and the rainbow flags. And I think even gay men are are backlashing. I think they've always backlashed against being lumped in with the, well, they lost their status in the acronym uh, acronym pile of LGBQQI. They used to be first. The G used to be first, but then ladies went first and then it went to L. So I think they're still reeling from that designation where they don't want to be lumped in with this amorphous group. Well, maybe you've given new impetus to the gay rights movement. Ab. You can you can have um, a push to have gay put up ahead of the all the others in the LBGT thing. Give it, you know, start protesting about that. Okay. Well, I don't understand the shades of gray, quite frankly, because the letter B stands for bisexual. That means man or woman. So why is there an argument here? Well, two sexes, yeah. man, woman, bisexual. Right. I'm going to have to consult Naomi Wolf to find out. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole talk exhausts me because I find I find it boring now. <laughs> I think they've they've worn out their welcome a long time ago. So let's move on. So right. I posted. You go to this screen and instead of talking about gender stuff, let's talk more about gender stuff. Biden yeah. says let boys into girls' showers or will withhold school funding, lunch, uh, school lunch funding. That's weird, man. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got they got rainbows here in my town. They even got these rainbows painted on the cement when I go bike riding. I got a I got a bike ride over them. Like it's uh it's I hope it's you hit the brakes on them and make a black line on them. Oh geez, if I could I would. Jesus, like and and, and this Biden guy, that guy, this guy's I don't know, man. Letting them in the each other. I guess. I guess it's like when I used to go to the nightclubs in South Beach, Miami. They used to have uh, unisex washrooms in the nightclubs at uh, at the clubs I used to go to. So um, I guess it's no different. But it's kind of it's really weird. This is this whole thing is like to me is like way out of my expertise. I just find everything so bizarre in this in yeah. this uh, in the last couple of years with this transgender. LGBTQRSTUV, whatever the hell they want to call it, but uh, I think it's just, I think it's, I think it's them trying to purposely confuse people on purpose, uh, gaslight them, and and uh, just confusion. Uh, if you can't convince, confuse. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm like Ab. I just turn off when I hear it. I, in my brain, I just turn off. I don't even bother with these people. The, all jokes aside, the reason I brought this up, and I've got the paragraph highlighted right here, it says Biden said he was reinterpreting the prohibition on discrimination based on sex found in Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972, blah, blah, blah. And I bring this up because people, I find, cannot believe how far in advance that these people who rule over us think ahead of time. I mean, this 1972, is that 50 years ago? Yeah. 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 This is, they brought it back. They, they actually probably put this in 50 years ago, knowing 50 years from now they would use it. That's what's breathtaking yeah. to me. Just how long-term planners these people are. Yeah. But on the other hand, I've heard that they're recycling the seventies in this decade right now. So this is just a recycling and 
Mm. No agenda show has been hype, harp, harping about that for a while, and they're noticing all the seventy visual, visual support for you that flares are back. Okay, you got your flares on. I haven't got them on yet, but I'm going to get a pair of staggers at some point because I think a guy my age will look great in. Yeah. <laughs> in flares. And you're going to buy the uh, the bad colored appliances and put shag and paneling back into your house. Yeah, no question. And with that, all that orange glass with the orange bubble, orange circles. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. You live long enough. Mission, to... mission, mission, mission Brown. Yeah, this, I'm just gonna. Hi, I'm just gonna show my screen right now, Marcus, and just yep. show how nutty this whole. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore, honestly. Just this. this, <laughs> this <laughs> it's gonna be the whole LGBTQ show. LGBTQ plus acronym is. Actually, LGBTTQQIAA. And uh, I'll just read it really quick because it's just that's just annoying. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, two, two spirit, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, ally, plus pansexual, agender, gender queer, bigender, gender variant, pan gender. There you go. So, mm -hmm. Look, I just want to make a little interjection. Obviously, we need some training in resilience here. Abs, obviously, weakening a bit. We need some resilience training as well. Mm. True. What, is that? what does that mean again? You got to let it just be Look, like Teflon. Oh, okay. So you, let it bounce you know, off me? Need, yeah. You need to be more resilient in coping with the LG triple Q thing. That's all I can say. Um, and Marcus, I'm sure, is the perfect guy to write a training course. Yeah, I did it for salt. I can do that too, sure. Yeah. So, right. By the way, they, there is a, they are taking the doors off the toilets in schools in Victoria, I understand. Where, you know, in, in my home state. As long as they don't That's take true. the seats off the toilet bowl, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get off. We'll get off this topic onto the new topic. If you share my screen again, CNN. Yeah. This okay, is good news. So you can't. You, you can't. You have to give us a. You have to give us a close on it. What What are your thoughts, Marcus? Yeah, what's going on? If they started this since the seventies, yeah. What's the part? What's the point? What's the punchline? Well, there's divide and conquer. Okay. Massive yeah. divide and conquer. Uh, the good news is, if you again, I live in the comments. If you look at the comments, people are as tired of it as we are and, and honestly i don't understand why they're being so tone deaf at rebel news i don't know whether to trust them or not had this they crashed the davos and that's what this article is all about that i'm showing on the screen right now they crashed davos and it was really cool to see you know whether it's fake or not it's still inspiring to see real reporting where they go up to the head of the who yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. And, you know, put them on the spot. Yeah. And one of the themes that is coming out of Davos, whether it's true or not, is that people are losing trust in the who and in the World Economic Forum. So now if I read this headline, it says CNN cutting back on overhyping everything as breaking news. Yeah, that's true. Everything is breaking news. Now, are they doing this because, oh, the, the punchline at Davos uh, during the entire conference is people don't trust us. We need to bring back the trust. So are they actually really trying to bring that back the trust? Is that the reason why 
the monkeypox is gone in a snap? Is that the reason why we don't hear about Ukraine war anymore? I, I don't know. It sounds sounds like a triple reverse psychology move to me. What do you guys well, think? CNN was sold to John Malone. Did that go through? Has it already gone through? Because he is redoing the station. Okay. I know they're losing lots of viewership. But again, it's propaganda. They don't need the money. They, they, the bankers print the money. They don't need the money. So it's not about money. It's about propaganda. Well, could that actually leads into another thing CNN? I want to talk about, but we'll get to that in a second. The good guy have bought CNN, John Malone. Is he a good guy? Or do you think he's just part of the B system? There's no way a good guy is in any of this. Okay. All right. Do you so, think? I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing I, I, it out there. What do you guys think? <clears throat> I just think people the snake, you know, the boa constrictor tightens and loosens the coils. Right. The right. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think it doesn't matter really who's the owner there. Um, it's it's the propaganda arm, uh, period, and and that and that's it. Doesn't matter who owns it. They they might they might come out to the public and and uh, tell you guys that uh, yeah, we're looking for more truth instead of uh, you know sensational. Uh, headlines but uh I, I don't buy it for one second i think they're going to continue on with the propaganda no matter what subject matter it is mm -hmm. because I, I got an article this morning on my phone seven cases of monkeypox being tracked in the usa you know it's on a it's on a slow burner i think mm. I, mm -hmm. I don't think this thing is gone okay all right, so next on the agenda, we're going real fast. This week, we're trying real fast. Yeah. I have a boots-on-the-ground report. I have a, a new friend of mine who's a general manager of a restaurant chain. It's the only chain that I go to. Won't mention the name. And I asked him if inflation was inf was infecting and affecting his, his restaurant sales. And he said that his food costs, believe it or not, are roughly the same cost. They have 119 stores. Wow. So I'm sure they're able to get some good volume discounts. But what they found is by raising the price, the amount of plates that are being sold is the same. So they're making a lot more money. And he said that the profits are too hard to pass up. But his food cost has not got up because I just went to our biggest meat supplier, Costco, mm -hmm. and the meat part of the grocery bill yesterday was half and that was three meals chicken steak what do you mean half half of my bill oh half your bill yeah so the bill was 200 bucks and half 100 bucks was just meat so that's definitely a bigger number so inflation in at least some things is happening so does, yeah. does you go to sell meat i'm sorry there's a place, the restaurant you, you're you talking yes. about sell meat? All meat, of course. That's all I eat. Yep. Okay. Well, meat's gone up everywhere I've looked. What, what about you, Diego? Yeah, I think... Uh, Diego don't I, eat meat. Yeah, I don't eat That's meat, true. but uh, I still I still buy it. I still buy chicken for my daughter. I have it here. In my I don't eat it, but I have it here. I'll like, all I can say here in my area, yes, it has definitely gone up. Um, I don't buy much of it, and it depends which foods that you're purchasing as well. Um, so the foods that I buy, not really. They haven't gone up. Potatoes, rice, fruits, vegetables. A couple of the fruits I've seen go up, but, uh, you know, nothing drastic. But your friend that owns the 119 stores there or restaurants, 
um, he will eventually feel it a little bit because uh, these uh, oil prices keep going up. And at some point, these suppliers that supply him that bring him the, these things are going to have to increase their prices to uh, yeah, to cover it. to cover these gas prices for delivery. So at some point, he will feel it. If he's making money now, hey, that's great. That's great news that uh, he can do that. But uh, the gravy train, I think, is not going to last forever. We're at I'm um, looking at my oil charts right here, right in front of me right now. We're at almost 116 a barrel for West Texas Intermediate. And like I said, this is going to go to 200. So all these restaurants, you guys are all going to feel it. Though, um, Av is probably one of the best guys to, to talk to about this because he's in the transport business. He's a truck driver. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure positive here in Canada at $2.15 per liter, um, it's affecting his business a little bit uh, when he's got to fuel up that truck with diesel fuel. That's true. Yeah, that's right. We're all we're all complaining. Not yeah. all our customers do. We are we able to pass on the fuel cost to? That's the problem. It's it's all depends Is, on the contract. Can anyone explain to me what the how the mechanism of driving the prices up is being put in place? I can. Yeah, <laughs> commodities market. It's the banksters. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. They manipulate the price. Watch the movie Trading Places. I'll put that in the notes. Great movie think, about that. I, I don't know if Frank and I talked about it on our afternoon commute this week, but I think I postulated the fact that they're using Russia to uh, manipulate the price in a big way, at least in Europe, by they really want to drive the green agenda and create all kinds of other things around the world by removing Russia energy from Western Europe. Now, I know... Russia is, is now selling in rubles to China and India. At least that's what we're told. But the, the net effect is it is disrupting the supply to, uh, to Western Europe, at least. And yes. uh, not, not so much North America. Well, but Well, again, we got, we got a long, elaborate, um, we get long and very elaborate articles about why the price in Australia is going up. We actually export 70% of our um, natural gas at, you know, a third of the price that we're paying. And so they had to have a very elaborate explanation as to why that's happening. Well, does Australia and, even own all those uh, extraction uh, mechanisms to get natural gas out? Or is it like in China, like in Canada, where a, a big part of the infrastructure is all Chinese controlled? They own the infrastructure to extract our oil sands oil. So there's a lot of things going on. You wouldn't be able to tell from the article because they make out that it's all, you know, to do with Russia. You know, that's the whole. No. The, the whole thing is everything is based on deception, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, the, the amount, the amount of um, uh, actual analysis or actual understanding of how the how the wheels are turned to squeeze the prices up is. At the moment, totally lost to me. And yes, I, I, I can understand that we're saying banksters are doing it. But what is the mechanism? What do they actually do? Do they are they buying futures? Are they what are they doing? Let's hear Tiago. He yeah, that's Tiago right up his alley right there. Tiago knows. Yeah, look, the the you don't need uh you don't need uh you know sophisticated articles uh, going on and on uh, the size of uh, booklets uh, trying to explain why the prices of oil is going up, blaming it on uh, the Russian-Ukraine war. The fact of the matter is these prices have been going up long before the 
Russia Ukraine issue. We've been Ab and I and and uh, you know we we've been uh, discussing this here way before the war started. He, you know we've yeah. been discussing this here on the Fakeologist when when uh, the prices were at fifty six dollars a barrel for Brent crude. Okay, and they were continually going up. And even at that point, I was telling all you guys that it was going to go up to two hundred. And the reason, and the reason is because you have all this, uh, you know, hyperinflationary money going on. You have price manipulation in in the uh, precious metals markets, but primarily, what well, it's the printing of the money that's making its way through the system, um, and and it's accelerating this oil price. Now, the the Russian Ukraine situation doesn't help the situation at all, um, and it's just a. a, a Picture it this way: when they when they start discussing the the Russia Ukraine situation with oil, in terms of oil, um, it's just going to exacerbate the situation already. And especially if there's an expansion in war, uh, meaning actual troops, uh, NATO troops, and then China and Taiwan, Israel and Iran, and so forth. So it's not going to get any better. Now you have Frank. You have to look at this in terms of probability. So if I were to ask all all you gentlemen and everybody listening, what do you think the probability is? of the oil price hitting 200 or $300 a barrel based on what I just explained in terms of the war expanding and other wars expanding across, uh, you know, across Europe and across the world. And that's not even including regional wars. So what I mean by regional wars, I mean uh, the 2024 uh, Biden Trump election coming up, you know, is there going to be, you know, is there going to be internal conflict in the United States when this happens, uh, you know, regardless of who's elected, so these are all the things that are going to compound the effect. Now, like I said, you've got to think in probabilities. So the probability for me as a trader, I'm licking my chops because I know that this thing's not going to stay at $115 a barrel. So the primary driver of all this is, yeah, you got the war, which is about 20 or 30% of the driver, but the majority of the drivers, all this printed money that worldwide governments have been printing all around the world the last two years, uh, combined more than the last 20 or 30 years combined. So that's where the problem is. What is, and what then, is, what is yeah. it that actually happens? What what is it guys like you that are driving the price up? Or is it agents of the government buying futures? What is the mechanism? Do you know yeah. you're able to do this? Yeah, you got you got listen, I, I have software here where I can see the orders. I can actually see and you guys the general public can't when you're when you open up a trading account, you go trade, let's say, let's say, for example, you wanted to trade oil market or Forex or the futures market. You guys can't see you guys don't have the, the software to actually see these orders are coming into the market. So that's okay, one so of when, the, I, when I trade shares at my share account. Yeah, I can see I can see the top 20 trades. Right. Yes. So, you know, the I've got a listing of the offers and and buy and sell offers on the for, for a stock, say, for example. And yes. what you're saying is you've got software to see these trades. Yeah, I, I can. And not only that, my so, I, I have I developed software where I can actually see where the banks position uh, where the, where your stop losses are. So let's say, for example, you buy a share for one hundred dollars uh, uh, per, uh, per share um, and you put a stop loss at ninety five dollars. I can actually see where the banks are coming in or large institutional investors are coming in, where they place their limit orders, where they place their stop losses. And I can see the amount that, let's say, a big bank comes in. Let's say Deutsches Bank comes in and puts in a big trade. I and they're waiting there. That trade is waiting there to get triggered. I can see where they're, I can see where their their trade are. So as soon as that price hits that trade and it gets executed, 
you know that it's going to go in the direction of the bank because they just dropped a hundred million dollars on a trade. So you guys, as the general public, you guys can't see none of that. You're, you guys will never see none of that. And that's why 95% of the traders, the general public, you lose money. That's why you guys never make money because you simply don't have the yeah. tools or the, the intelligence in most, at, in most cases from people that I talk to, uh, but mainly because you guys don't understand or don't have the tools that I have. It's like, it's like you, me and you going to a fight and you're bringing your fists and I have a, a 50 caliber weapon with me. Who's going to win? Right. That's what trading well, is like. I've been, I've been up against people that had trading software that does like a, does like a half sale. It triggers the thing and then yeah. pulls out. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 when I mean software, when I mean, when I talk software, I know where all the limit and stop orders are. And not only that, I developed uh, artificial intelligence that is far beyond, uh, you know, far beyond what any regular trader can have. You, that you guys are playing already, uh, you know, handicapped. You are not playing on a, on a level field. When you come into the Forex market and you trade against me, you're going to lose. More often than not, you're going to get killed. Uh, because you just don't have the tools that I have, right? And and that's that's the bottom line. So, that's why. So yeah. Now, so now the question is, what is then driving the price up? Is it you, Tiago, you and your your yes your confederates, or is it something else? It's 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 many it's many mechanisms at play at the same time. So it's you're you're having a hyperinflation of the economy, all this printed money going through the system. You have big banks, you have central banks manipulating markets. You have guys like me, yes, that's true. Um, and and there's many aspects to why this oil price is going up. But in a nutshell, that's it. You don't need a long, like I said, you don't need to read, you know, long into this. These are, you know, the price is going to so go it's to two hundred. Nothing to do with actual supply and demand. It is about trading. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. It's it's about it's about traders. It's not when you hear a news story saying that some some country is not going to be pumping that much oil. So therefore, you know, now the oil, you know, there's not that much supply. So the price is going to go up or, or it's going to go down, whatever the case is. That's bullshit because I can see everything here on my charts. So we, I laugh at all that when they when I hear all that, I laugh. And to me, I make more money. That so how much oil is you know, like the the silver market is notorious for having a hundred or a thousand times more silver traded than there is silver. Is the oil market the same? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're talking about electronically traded funds, right? You're not talking about you're, you're not trading like physical oil, really. Right. This is all on the electronic market, whether it's gold, silver, palladium, platinum, whatever precious metal you want to talk about. Right. So it, yeah. it doesn't it, does, it doesn't really matter to me. Listen to me. I can put up any chart from any realm, whether it's precious metals, Forex, oil, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. My software, yeah. if you're up against me and you're a regular Joe Blow investor or trader and you want to and you yeah. want to compete against guys like me, I'm telling you, you're going to lose. Because you don't, you cannot see where these orders are. So you don't, you're not going to know at what time and what precise moment to enter the market and when to end one, and more importantly, when to get out of the market. You don't have that information. Only, only guys like me and big, big institutional banks and hedge funds have that kind of stuff. And, and these guys, and we're all using artificial intelligence. I'm using PyTorch and TensorFlow yeah. and, and, and programming and all, all, all of my charts. You guys, you don't stand a chance against that. 
right? And I'll give everybody a very, very small, quick example. The picture, the Mona Lisa, you guys are familiar with the Mona Lisa, right? Yeah, somebody, sure. somebody put cream on, on, the, on the plastic glass in front of it this week. <laughs> there, 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 there's a, there's a, 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 a software program, I think it's by PyTorch, and it's called DeepMind. Now, this artificial intelligence was programmed to find all the pictures that it can find, animal pictures, in the Mona Lisa. And it came out with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures. To the human eye, you guys can't see none of these animals. But the artificial intelligence uh, software program can see all of that. So this is what you guys are up against as a normal trader. You guys, I have the, the, the art of AI stuff that we have is so far advanced it does so many millions of calculations per minute and it learns it learns from the past so it's impossible for a you might get a lucky trade once in a while here and there but on the on the grand scheme of things you're you're gonna lose you're gonna lose a lot of money and that's why like i said before 95 to 97 percent of all traders that enter markets that you know that i'm talking the normal people they all lose their money that's why tiago i'd like to take your bet I have on yeah. the screen, if, if Tim can switch back, the chart that I keep posting, yeah. which is the overlay of the Dow Jones Industrial Average on top of what it was during the Great Depression. Yeah. And you can see where, if you can see my mouse, it's yeah. we're up and down, up and down. You know, stock market's doing exactly the same thing. Right. And then, then it looks like there's going to be some sort of, oh, things are going back to normal. And it goes up. And then yeah. whammo, it comes down. Right. So, so the question I have is a question for you is when you say, will it hit 200? My question is, will it stay at 200? Uh, I, okay. And okay. This is the thing with the, with, uh, charts like that. And I'm, and, and I'm going to give you Marcus, I'll give you a really quick example right now in front of me. I have the U S dollar Swiss franc chart. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have about eight charts that are open on the USD Swiss franc. So I have different time frames, two hour, five hour, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You have one chart on there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, is it going to stay at 200? And, this, and, the, and at that point, when that price hits 200, I don't know until that time comes. Nobody in the world can tell you that until right. that time comes. Right? right now you have to picture this and you have to say, if I were to take, if you were to take that chart right now and you were to take a drive down to Stanford, Connecticut, and you were to go walk into the offices of Steve Cohen, the best trader in the whole world, and you were to go present that chart to him, and you were to say, hey, is, this is going to happen. What do you think Mr. Cohen would say to you? No. He would say that is probably what's going to happen. However, we have many more indicators and charts that we got to look at to look under the hood at that particular moment in time, so that way we can get a great entry. And a great example of that is the movie um uh the big short so yep. he knew the market was going to go down do you know that he almost got margin called because he was short too early because mm. remember initially the market kept going against him so he didn't have a great entry so you may be right that chart that you're showing up here to everybody that may might be beautiful it might be absolutely bang on however guys like me we don't look at the i don't look at that chart i look at that chart and say okay that's 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 step number one now we got to go to step number two and when the time comes let's say you know that chart is two years away from the big drop 
Yep. And when the time comes closer, now I have other tools, artificial intelligence. I have market orders on my screen that I can see to time my entry. So that way, now we get a very precise timing on that entry. So that way I'm not margin called because now let just, just to give tell you this, if you were to sell short right now, you don't know how high that thing's going to go and you can get margin called right, right. now. In right. a few months, you're going to get a margin call because the mar it's going to go against you. So that's step number one. What you got on there is step number one. So step two, wait to two years. And then we're going to come back and we're going to assess using sophisticated equipment and sophisticated software where we're at. And we're going to precisely time the entry so that way we're not screwed with margin calls. And, and I don't disagree with you with that chart. The question is the timing. Yeah, the timing is the question that we want to get into on that chart, right? And you're you're going to need multiple charts to look at, and not just one. And you're going to need sophisticated equipment and software to look at that. So, my thing to you is this: when the time comes, I you have that chart. I will show you guys all my charts, eight or ten charts with the artificial intelligence on there, and then we're going to make a a very precise you know, prediction on uh, up to the day of when that actually is going to take place. And it's not going to be for another year and a half or two years. But like I said, I don't disagree with you. I think you're right. But that's just step number one. That's only one chart. And but and that's not even using any, you know, real sophisticated equipment. So and, and there's many times in the market where you can find similar patterns and they don't work out. So I might have found a pattern that worked last month and then this month it completely dissolved. So when we see that chart, that's nice. It looks great, but let's just wait until that moment in time when it happens. And then, and then we'll, we'll be able to assess the situation a little bit better. Here's, here's the thing that I, I don't have an answer to, and I'm glad you're on our calls. In 1909, it was the last time the dollar is worth a dollar. Mm -hmm. Today, the purchasing power, and this is where I disagree with you a little bit, Diego. I don't think inflation has anything to do with anything. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think you can flood the market with a thousand times more dollar bills and the purchasing power would stay basically the same. It's the purchasing power that, that we should be focused on, not inflation. The purchasing power right now is at 97.3% of what it was in 1909. Mm -hmm. So hit, I do you see any possible no, way that the purchasing power... Purchasing. What's that? Could you, could, you're saying the purchasing power of a dollar from 1907... 1907 uh, is, is 97% of what it was it, it, now is what it was in 1909. It's 2.8%. It's worth, you need 32 times more money to pay for what paid a dollar back in 1909. Okay. Yep. So mm -hmm. now if you look at the purchasing power charts, and I did that last week, it actually, sometimes it recovers. From what you're seeing right now, do you see the purchasing power recovering at all? Uh, no, it's well, and it, yes and no, and and no right away in the short term, absolutely not. It's not going to recover. Um, it'll never recover to a substantial amount. Now, I'm glad that you actually brought this up because I've I've actually never really spoken about this too much with uh, with uh, anybody. What you guys are seeing in terms of the financial monetary system. What Marcus brought up is actually one of the most important points ever. And the reason is what you're seeing financially, the digital currency coming, you know, all this whole great reset thing. I believe that this is the biggest reason why they're doing it, because the 
dollars, whether it's Australian dollar, Canadian or American dollars, they're eventually going to go near or close to zero. Right. So what the central banks have to do now, imagine this. If I gave you gentlemen a hundred dollars and I said in two years, exactly two years from now, this one hundred dollars is going to be worth nothing. Well, what would you do? Not take what it. Would you do? I would no, you would you would you would take it and go spend it, right? That's right. what you would Immediately do. Immediately right? on assets, right? On or assets, I, right. You, oh, you would, can I okay. can I ask for something else that that I know is going to be valuable in two years? No, well? you got to take the one hundred dollars, and okay. and I and I tell you, it's going to expire to zero in exactly two years. What would you do? Right. Yes, yeah. so you would. You'd blow it all. You blow it all, right? You and yeah. if you were smart, you go, you know, purchase some silver, some gold, you know, whatever, right? Right. right. So yeah. this is this is the issue that that we have here. The central bank people already know that these dollars are going to zero. That's why they're printing so much money. They don't give a shit. And the reason is because they know they're, eventually it's going to go to zero. But before it gets there, guess what? They're going to make hard asset purchases like you wouldn't believe, which is what they're doing right now. And Dirty Venny says people. that. Dirty Venny said hard assets. Hard that's assets, it. yes. Yeah. That's, that's what they're buying, right? So this is, this is one of the most most integral important parts that Marcus brought up and the reason is the financial system reset and all this nonsense that you guys are hearing about that is the reason why it's happening because the dollar is going to zero and they know it so before it goes to zero they got to come up with a whole new control system and they got to buy everything before it goes to zero is they got to use those dollars is it only going to go to zero because they're printing they're trying to re rebalance and just reassign value um, stakeholder capitalism and all these things that the different people are talking about so they're they're printing the money to make it go to zero to reset yes the yes they're doing it on purpose this is so they're doing it is, on purpose yes and they're buying all the hard assets and then yes. hard assets will be revalued in the new CBDC yeah and more importantly they will own those hard assets they'll own them right yeah that's the most important part of it is that they what, will own those this? assets yeah so for all the um the highly paid membership here at the fakeologist site what is the best <laughs> thing for non-traders because most people are not tiago here or not right. look i was i was talking what, to my what dad. Should we do do yeah, we buy stocks are stocks a good thing are those considered no. hard assets absolutely no? not you're because you guys don't you guys are not the majority of people, when you when that market crash happens and the, and they lose 80, 90 percent of those value in those stocks, they're going to sell and they're going to take a humongous loss. Right. So for the average person who's not a trader or who has no interest in trading whatsoever, you know, and I was talking to my father about this today. I was telling him, listen, all you guys got to do, purchase all the gold you can, all the silver you can. Yep. And the technique that we're going to use here is this in the next couple of years. The whole real estate market's going to crash, okay? Starting with the commercial real estate market because occupancy rates are at like 30 or 40% in the United States and Canada and, the, and Australia. So the game plan is this. You're going to wait. You're going to be patient. You're going to be like a professional investor. You're going to be patient. You're going to wait till the whole thing goes kaboom. At and that man. point, you're going to purchase. That's when you're going to purchase some real estate. And uh, that way, you know, you're going to get it at bargain basement price, uh, pennies on the dollar. And that is the best thing to do. So if you have money now, don't go purchase real estate. It's the worst thing you're going to do. They're at all time high prices. You're going to wait till the bubble bursts, and it will. 
And that's going to be in a couple of years when the whole thing comes crashing down and you're going to do it in a smart way. Do not do it now. And I asked uh, Mr. Kennedy over well, in the Solomon. Yep. Can I just make a little note for Australian listeners? There is a, um, a group of people that know how to pay off a bank loan, a housing loan, uh, using a um, basically a personal note because of the, the way the legal system set up in Australia. Um, letters of credit and so on can be established that are effectively money. So, you know, people should understand that if they can get a large loan from a bank at the moment, they may be able to pay it out. I mean, please do your own diligence if anyone's interested. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think I think uh, I think this is the way to go for the average person. So you, the best thing that you guys listen, most people are clueless to this. They have no idea what's coming. No, that, I, that barely, I barely knew what you're talking about here. So yeah, that's the, I want to know what to do. Yeah, the chart that Marcus is showing is a great chart. But like I said, that chart is step number one. We got to look at step number two for, for a, an exact entry. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Right. We want to be killers. We want to be sharks in the water and take advantage of when can that I, drop happens. Can yep. I make another point too, is the, an issue for people is also going to be, okay, when the house prices crash, and I'm talking about Australian, highly likely that the demise of the housing market will also see the demise of commercial banks in Australia. You know, they- uh, It's they possible. Yeah, you know- Foreign debt is in, is, in, is in the housing market. Yeah, it's possible, but what I think is going to happen oh, oh, oh. Is, is the government's going to come in and save them with a, with a new monetary policy. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, Ooh. right. What I understand in the United that, States, that, that's, that, in the U.S., Frank, I think they're going to get rid of all the banks and just have yeah. the central bank deal directly that's, with everybody. Yes. To control the money, so yeah. they'll decide who yes, gets money a, for what business venture and how it affects the and mother gaia the environment etc so the central bank is going to control all credit there will there will so be what, no intermediaries what, yeah so that's what i think will happen Ab. and so the when tiago is saying hang on to your money right yeah and get ready to buy these places when they crash you've got to have that money and if if you've got it if basically your money is zeros in some bank and the bank's not there well what do you do then well, what will happen, what my guess is what's going to happen is the central bank's going to come to, of Australia. They're going to come in and take over. They're going to say, don't worry, everybody. We're going to cover the, the losses of uh, your Australian banks there. Um, you're going to be dealing well, directly with fact, us. In fact, they passed legislation to do almost the opposite, I think, here in Australia. They have got this um, very strange legislation. What is it? But yeah, I mean, I'm. it's... Um, but essentially, what it does is it'll guarantee deposits up to two hundred fifty thousand. But then there's a, a kind of a clause where they, where they yeah. can um, just hold all your money. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, the best. Like I've told people before, the monies in the banks should be very limited. I have very, very, very limited cash in Canadian banks. Most of my money is in again hard assets, right? Um, so I try to keep, you know, as little Canadian money as I can in there. I just don't trust these banks. Um, you so, know, so, so just yeah. going on that point, since we agree on that, with the advice that you were talking about giving your father, be wise and wait for the crash before you buy real estate. That's the bit. Where do you store yeah. your, your savings? How do you store your savings 
waiting for that crash. You got to you got to transfer that you got to transfer that monetary currency, the Australian dollar, into a hard asset currently. So whether that be silver, gold, palladium, um, which are going to probably hold, they're going to hold their value, if not increase their value in a, in a couple of years' time. At that point, you can actually go to an exchange, and there will always be gold and silver exchanges in Australia. And you can exchange it for whatever the new whatever the new currency is going to be. It's 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 a hell of a lot safer to ho- listen. Nobody knows what's going to happen in two to three years. I like I said, I only deal in probabilities. So the probability of what's going to happen is most likely Australian, Canadian, and American banks are going to fail. Absolutely. And what is going to happen? I do want to say to, uh, to Australian listeners, and this is not financial advice, but when you put money in the Perth Mint. The West Australian government guarantees money in the Perth Mint as well as the silver. So, you, you know, just a thought for people that are thinking, where do I put my money? Yeah, I, look, I'm going to be honest with you, Frank. I don't trust anybody. If you, the, My motto is this. If I don't hold it, I don't own it. That's my motto. So if I can go put my, my money in the Canadian Mint, my gold, my silver, or put it in the Royal Bank of Canada here, um, not good enough. I don't trust them. They can take that. They can change their mind from one day to the next. They can change the rules from one day to the next. If it's not beside me in a locked drawer or somewhere where I hide it, uh, it's no good. That's no good. Um, so that is just my personal preference. Um, you know, my, you know, what I do, but, uh, we deal in, like I said, here at Fakeologist, we deal in probabilities. So the probability of this happening with the banks is very high. In the next couple of years. So now we've now we've found yep. out why Mr. Trudeau has banned um, handguns. He obviously doesn't want you to get gold <laughs> Well, when they ban they ban handguns, it's usually for a reason. It's because at some point they're going to do something where they don't want you to use the guns. That's yeah, that's no. the whole yes. point of that, right? Well, plus they know they that's have the it. Canadian mm-hmm. people support. Most people support mm-hmm. it that are in the mm-hmm. city. So that's yeah, that's I, that's an easy one. Plus. Uh, they do it on the heels of all the psyops that are being driven on yes. in the states because Canadians are completely connected to American news. It's not the opposite, but it's definitely the the former. The Canadians watch every single thing that happens in the U.S., so they probably know are more aware of the psyops in the U.S. than half the Americans because that we just we just love to think we're so much smarter and better than Americans when it comes to gun violence. And of course, that's that's a worldwide yeah, the thing. Other thing- the other thing I've, I've talked about before, and I want to also mention to you, Tiago, is in Australia, and I'm guaranteeing the same thing is happening in Canada, is that the way that what you call hard assets like houses and land, the yep. way that titles are held is also being made digital. And also the, if you like, the level of quality of the title is being downgraded. Um, so the highest level of, of of land ownership is called a loyal title mm-hmm. and then there's steps down from there and currently right australia's you know got a reasonably good level of title but it's being downgraded to basically the lowest level which is essentially the ownership of the birth certificate title which is just useless to you in effect so that may also be happening in canada so be aware that you may need to take steps to defend your land titles by and there are steps you could take again if yeah that i could 
Absolutely. Way. This is, uh, you know, and, and the financial market and hard asset market, you get, everybody has to realize what I'm saying today might slightly change or change a lot in the next month or two. So, you know, yeah. you have to keep on, you have to keep on this. You have to keep, you know, use your intelligence and, uh, and keep on this kind of thing because things do change. Like I said, I only deal in probability. And right now the probability is this is going to go down big. It's going to go down hard. And a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and money. And that's a fact that will happen. All right. Yeah. So you're are you guys familiar with the Terra scam? Yes. yes. Frank, you familiar with that? I don't. Well, I may be, but I, the words are not ringing a bell with me. I'm so Terra was somehow made out of thin air crypto coin. That's a stable coin, meaning that it's trying to stay at the dollar level. It doesn't go up, doesn't go down, uses some sort of artificial intelligence to keep that. It's not based on assets, et cetera, et cetera. And someone manipulated the price and it went down to 0. 0.0001 penny as opposed to, I think it was a hundred bucks. It was trading at a hundred or something. And I don't know if you heard this, Diego, but they issued a new version of Terra, mm -hmm. like Terra 2.0, and that's crashing. And that reminds me when people say, oh, the government backs deposits, you know, 250,000 FDIC insurance. There are 200 banks that were FDIC insured in 2008 that failed. Yeah. Give me a break. How anyone can trust the government for anything is just crazy to me. And it's yeah. the opposite. If you ask people on the street, do you trust the government? They still say yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're just clueless. Well, even worse, Mark, yeah. they say no, right? You say, do you think politicians lie? Yes, we do. And then they go and do what they say. That's the worst, even worse to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Tim, as always, respecting your time, I say we have about 10 more, maybe 15 minutes left. Yeah, I was just looking up a loidial title, and it's a complicated story, as you can imagine. And uh, I just found a website that talks about it, and it's uh, making things even cloudier for me as I read it, as you guys talk. So um, then, then we won't put that down on the companion notes. Yeah, it's not easy to figure out. Let's put it that way. I'll, I'll put it to you in the and private. It's not chat. a pretty picture for for many people. Let me tell you. I don't think you can get it. It says you can't really get it in the United States. So, and and I've heard a guy in Canada called the the myth is Canada .com. He talks about it, and when he talks, I don't always really follow him very well. But uh, if you go to the myth of can the myth is Canada .com, he also talks about how Canada is not a real country either. So. You know, it's just it's just crazy. So I, that's my understanding is that the, the chances of getting a loyal title are, for all intents and purposes, zero. Well, they don't but want you to have it on purpose. Yes, but there are levels, again, that are more secure than what's happening at the moment. Yeah. Well, Tiago, you might be. I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. I just found one website. There's many websites, and I put a link to it in the private chat, so you can grab it if you want, Marcus. But there's many obviously discussing it so go ahead okay i'll copy that yep so tiago my wife gave you a compliment which leads right into my next final thing and she was very impressed that you um you're very picky about who you meet women wise and that you bring them to a hotel and not to your house 
<laughs> that was a big win for you and my wife. <laughs> wow. So that got me to looking into this video right here. Tim, if you can play it, because you can play audio. And I'd like to know, Tim, when do you stop watching this video? I want to see what you're, how long you're going to go on this. I'm going to guess five minutes. We have five minutes to play a video? Okay. This guy is, oh, that's a woman. Yeah. Okay. He's building a generator. Yep. When do you get bored with this video? Let me know. I'm bored already. Really? <laughs> yeah. So you would stop it right now? Yeah. Wow. You have the attention span of a net. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just, I've already watched my mechanical video of the day. It's the, this is the hottest chick I've seen in a long time. I'm shocked. Well, does she start taking her clothes off soon? or I won't tell you. You have to see. It better not be a man. It's 28 <laughs> Give me a break. I just watched a guy um, replace a capacitor in an air conditioner because mine went for the second year in a row on one of the hottest nights of the year here. And yeah. uh, I even have my air conditioner inspected before the hot weather starts. And I'm actually quite aggravated that uh, he didn't catch that it was probably not working when he came to check it. And then I went online and found out that I'm pretty sure it's a very common thing to have a capacitor that basically gives the compressor a boost in your air conditioner every time you turn it on. And in my case, it's failed. It fails over the winter, which means maybe water gets into it and blows out all the connections. So in the spring, when you try and start the damn thing up, it doesn't work. Even though everything seems like it's working, the compressor doesn't work. And anyway, that, that's I can fine. I can tell you this besides this video. Um, so, Diego, if you're looking for a wife, I would definitely go after this one. This is um, she she builds a generator out of rusty parts. Something something tells me there's a you know there's a, something more to this than meets the eye. Of course I, there is. But yeah, I, 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 I bet you it's a man. I bet you're right. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just so anyway, what, long hair. I've seen enough of those videos where they uh, they expose themselves in my transgender research. So it's uh, we know boys. that there's a lot of, especially Asians. They're more slight, and they're they're more androgynous in general. I would say, so it's harder to tell. Lady boys. Mm -hmm. Back to what Tiago was recommending about buying assets, which I agree with 100%. Uh, one thing that I've been doing, and we'll do a lot once retirement money comes in in November, is buying parts. I think I, if I were you, I would I would sit the HVAC, HVAC guy down and say, "What are the top five parts that's going to go on this unit?" and get me get me them now, right? Because the last thing you need is with these bullshit COVID shortages that they can't get the part. Yeah. yeah. Well, capacity. I have a, I have a whole dishwasher panel in my basement, brand new in case, because I asked, I said, what, what goes? Oh, oh, the, the display I said, okay, I'll take one. So I have one in the basement. 
That's a thousand bucks too. The most common common thing in a dishwasher that goes is the same thing that um, Ab had. Your capacitor goes on your motor. Right. Yeah. And that's only ten bucks on Amazon. So right. Yeah. So I would get ten of them. It's a pretty <laughs> pretty part. Well, you can live without a dishwasher. It's called uh, yeah. rubber gloves and a dish towel. And sure. Same, and it, you do a better job. Sure. All yeah, right. that's a good that's a that's a good idea. Yeah, I just I just I just had the one of the largest real estate uh, investors here in uh, in Nova Scotia, in Cape Breton, where I live. Uh, he came to my house asking me what he should do. He owns a whole oh. bunch of apartment buildings. He can't afford them because the oil to heat them is going through the roof, and, and he the oil. The yeah, and he can't raise the rent. So he's right. asking me what I should do. And this was about a month ago, guys. And uh, I told him exactly what to do. I told him sell it now while you can. Because as these interest rates are going up, it's going to crash the market. You're not going to get anything near what you paid for them. So he just wow. actually closed on the sale, $5 million sale. <laughs> and I told him to hold on to the money, wait a couple of years, wait till the whole thing comes crashing down, and then repurchase much more assets with that $5 million. Mm -hmm. You, but you still suggest that he keep five million in cash in the bank when? Well, when he, I, I told him what to do. I wouldn't keep five million. Not, me personally, I'm not going to keep it. You know, you know, I, I don't even like keeping five thousand in cash in the bank. But, uh, but for him, uh, you know, five million, it, it's better to move that into, you know, into other, obviously other things and not leave it there. He knows. He knows how I feel about it. We spoke here for a few hours, so he, he, he sold immediately. He immediately sold it, and he got five million for it. He paid two point four million for the properties. And uh, he he said it's he said he said it's the best decision that he's ever felt that he he did. I said good. I'm glad you took my advice. So I said just sit on it. You know, uh, get take the five mil and uh, convert it to something else. In the meantime, be patient and wait. Wait for the whole thing to collapse and then repurchase a whole bunch more assets with that money. Uh, my here's what we're doing. I'm buying a gun. Yeah, but you know, a fireproof <laughs> gun rack, uh, not rack, safe type of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, just to give you an idea, I think five million dollars, if you get thousand dollar bills, is just five thousand bills. Is that right? Someone double check, fact yeah. check me on that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's not a lot of bills. I mean, you don't need a lot of space for that, so you can keep. No. You can keep five million in your gun rack. Uh, do they even make thousand dollar bills yes. available for the very reason that hundred percent? Because I've heard they're scarce, at least in no. the U.S. Not here. Okay. Yeah, not here in Canada. They used to make thousand dollar bills here in Canada. I tried. I went to my bank, tried to get them, and they, she said they don't make them anymore. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. Not, so Casey always talks about. Yeah, Frank. Oh, they they talk at one stage. They were talking about removing the hundred dollar bill. Marcus, it yeah, says the thousand dollar bill was discontinued in nineteen sixty nine. Maybe the printing of it is. Six yeah, famous but... discontinued and uncommon U.S. currency denominations. Might be still in circulation though. Yeah. Because I, I know I know here in Canada we can't get them. Collectors can no longer hold a hundred thousand dollar bill. The ten thousand dollar bill was the largest denomination ever to be printed for public consumption. A $500 or $1,000 bill may, may be worth more than its face value. Okay. So. Well, I appreciate you fact checking me on that. I don't think you can get it. I, 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 for the very, it's mainly to prevent money laundering and, and keeping money away from them, but it, they don't make well, it anymore. 
how are you going to stop the spread of COVID if you don't launder your money? <laughs> says, that being said, hold on to a $1,000 bill that finds its way into your palm even more tightly than you would a $500 bill. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. So since, we have, since we have a few more minutes left because the video that it didn't go well, no. I have a question for everyone on the panel. The question is, and remember, I have a paywall. I'm a fan of paywalls, but I'm also a fan of having a large section of your website as free content and then the really, really good stuff behind the paywall. Here's the question. Why are so many websites hiding their free content behind a paywall? Have you guys noticed that? No. 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 You go to Bloomberg, you go to New York Times, you go to Philadelphia Inquirer. Oh, they want you to register so they can just track what you're reading? No, you you have to pay like four dollars a month or something okay. well yeah i i refuse to and that website that sort of snuck snuck around that paywall outline.com seems to be gone yeah and if you try to turn javascript off which i try to do while you're watching it doesn't work so they're they're literally bulletproofing the free stuff if it's all propaganda why are they making us pay for it no one's going to pay for it so what's up with that Anyone have any thoughts on that? I've always said I'd never pay for propaganda. So I've Me always either. Them. I've just gone to the sites that well, have the same news for free. Yeah. I think I think it's um you know, when you pay for your propaganda, then you're more likely to accept it, I think. Yeah. You've, you've almost like entered into an agreement to um be brainwashed, haven't you? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's it's the the principle is the more you pay, the more it's worth, I think is the that's right. Is what's going on there? I mean, it is true. You know, we even even selling salt. You know, like our salt's considered a gourmet product. You know, it's not necessarily a smart idea to drop the price. It it may detract from the value of the product. Right. That's that's true. And Frank, what's uh what's this thing with you and salt? Can you can you give me a quick rundown? So my. When I went Eat into lots the salt of it. business, when I went into the salt business, all of my friends and relatives were absolutely horrified. They essentially mm -hmm. thought that I had become a mass murderer and that it was quite likely that I was contributing to the imminent death of millions of people. What? And why why is that? So you're not familiar with the idea that salt is a deadly poison and you'll die immediately if you even sniff it? Well, I, I know. I know. First of all, I know that not to be true. I, I do triathlons, and and the point with that is, is a couple of. Uh, I think in 2017, uh, um, I, I uh, got really dizzy. I almost fainted one time, and I came home and I looked in the mirror, and I had uh, a mustache, uh, a white mustache, and white all over my shoulders and my chest, and it was salt. My body was, uh, you know, excreting too much salt. So I know that to be bullshit because. Uh, you need sodium um so it's not you know you're not killing you're not, sodium is uh, very vital for the heart function um so I, I really yeah i think it's people that are maybe are misinformed so then as i went through this journey of um selling salt to stock feed animals it occurred to me oh it's a bit weird isn't it we sell all this salt to cattle and pigs and and stuff mm -hmm. but everyone tells us that if we have any salt ourselves, we'll all die terrible deaths. 
what what's with that? And gradually the conundrum became unraveled that it, it, that the health authorities are just not here to help us. And, and it's been made very clear with this latest thing. Yeah, the, the assault. Yeah, I think, I think a determined effort to keep people away from sunshine and, you know, all the all the solar, solar beds in, in, our, in, I think, nearly all over the world, they were banned. Sun beds yeah, well, were just taken out of out of the business. So vitamin D, which is, you know, the, the most important thing of all, just isn't isn't obtained for people. And people were told to not have any salt and essentially what i think happens is it kills them it, it breaks their bones you're you can't breathe properly because you haven't got enough chloride to do the chloride shift your stomach acid doesn't work so you don't digest your food so you, you're malnourished you get fat your bones break your ligaments break people get false hips and knee, knee replacements it's madness so my what i started realizing was i went to japan they have lots of salt they don't have any bone breakage. They look great. You know, they live long, happy lives. And that's when I started doing the research on salt and realized that the whole thing's just a con. Have plenty of salt. And in fact, when you get the actual medical papers on this subject, you know, the actual work of people that actually do the, the real studies, it's very clear that the optimum level of salt for, for living men and women is about 15 grams of salt a day. And that's, yeah, I, you know, that's yeah, I, 10 times what people are told to have. Yeah, I think, uh, I think most people were taught uh, growing up that uh, salt, if you have it, uh, it the sodium will, uh, will uh, bloat you and uh, you'll have water retention and therefore increasing your blood and, pressure. And, I think that's what they're scared of. Yeah. And, 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 and let's think about that. The worst problem in the USA today is actually chronic dehydration. That's the thing causing most of the problem for Americans. They're chronically dehydrated as soon as they go to hospital the first thing that will happen nine times out of ten is that the nurse will bang a salt drip in her arm to rehydrate them yeah i agree with you frank i think look after i go for for a for after i go for a two three hour cycle the first thing i do when i get home is i have half a tablespoon of salt i have to have it uh, because my body loses way too much salt, uh, you know, especially in cycling in hot weather like this. And it's really important. So if you go look at all the Tour de France racers, uh, marathon runners in the Olympics, uh, when they're racing, you'll see that they, they have little salt uh, pouches that they dip in their drinks and they're drinking it as they're racing. So, and, and just to bring it back to the circle, the reason I'm actually here talking is because I got connected with with all of this seen through Marcus Allen. I sent Marcus a, a text message saying, oh, he said he was tired on the radio when one of his shows. I said, you should have more salt. And then he read an article I'd written and Marcus invited me on his show. And that's kind of how I got into this, this scene. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. And even better, Frank and I wrote a book about salt. And I used to charge for it. Now it's free. You can go to my website. I'll put it in the companion notes. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Oh, the no, truth I about salt. Yeah. Salt, uh, that one day that in 2017, salt saved my life, man. I came home. I was about to faint. Uh, I came back from a two-hour bike ride. It was really hot out. And I just, there was white all over me, salt all over me. And I had like a tablespoon of salt. And in like literally like five minutes, I was back to normal. It was incredible. Well, I never felt anything like that. You doing, you're lucky you went doing those ultra events in, you know, say 1990 in the year 2000 because those guys – used to be running the marathons and the ultra marathons and on the way they were drinking water right all the time oh that's even worse and what, yeah and what, 
And what happened is that they diluted their sodium yes. level below mm. the 135 millimolar it's supposed to be, and they literally melted down. Their muscles melted. Many died. Many, many yes. people died and, and been injured for life. What do they drink this, now? They, Absolutely, best, Frank. And my, my brother-in-law is an expert in this stuff, is when you're doing these events, don't do anything. You shouldn't take anything in. Your body goes into homeostasis, and you know your, you know your body will work out how to manage all that. Finish your event, and then replenish. You know, build yourself up with fluids and the right stuff before you start the event. And during the event, really, you should, you, according to him, you should do very little at all. You should run a marathon and not drink any water at the that, water station. I, I think that. Now, you don't quote that, me. That I think that's the, the best choice. It's not impossible. It's if you are prepared properly, if you've got the right levels of you got to train. Yeah, you got to you got to train properly uh, to 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 actually do that kind of thing. Me personally, I find that a little bit of water. What I do now, a little bit of water and half a teaspoon of salt, and I'll mix it in into the water. Um, not a lot of water, and I find that is keeps me perfect throughout there. And remember, I'm cycling for two three hours here sometimes at 25 30 degree yeah. weather. So uh, Frank is right about the salt. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know what I would do without it. Okay. There you go. Uh, Frank was being a bit cheeky. I love how the, uh, the, uh, the down under say it's cheeky. He's bit being a bit cheeky about uh, salt. And the one thing that I is not in the book that I wrote, which I, was an aha moment for me last time Frank talked about salt, is that your body will do anything to get salt if it doesn't get enough salt, including robbing it from your bones. That makes total mm, sense yeah. because if you think about all the people who just, you know, who are older and they just have a little slip and fall down, devastating hip fractures, bone fractures, makes total sense. And there's this war on everything that's good for us, the war on salt. They, they, they just tell you that you shouldn't eat salt, period. The other thing I learned too is that there's an, an association that's trying to make salt either you have to get a prescription or illegal. Frank can tell us more about that. Yeah, it's really? called the World Action Against Salt Health. And they even even their name tells you that it's the World Action Against Salt Health. They even tell you in their name what they're doing. <laughs> they know that salt's healthy and we're going to have some action against it. Crazy. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Unbelievable! If I didn't, if I didn't have a, a half a teaspoon of salt back in 2017, honestly, I and I was like min, literally minutes away from calling an ambulance. That's like yeah. it's well, unbelievable I, to me. A friend of mine ran an ultra marathon three or four years ago, and you know, even though I, you know, we didn't stay in touch all that much, but I, you know, said to him, I have a lot of salt. Anyway, he ended up in hospital for for a week for that very reason. Not because of anything more than he was drinking water while he was doing the thing. Water without salt is actually a poison. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I had to. I learned the hard way, Frank. I really did. I learned the hard because up until 2017, I don't know what changed in my body. I've never seen all this white stuff on my body before. And uh, in the summer of 2017, I came home. I thought I was going to collapse. I looked in the mirror and all I could see was white. My uh, white, this white powder on my face and my shoulders and my chest was which was salt and it didn't and I, I was so delirious um i wasn't even, i couldn't even think straight of what, what the problem was i was like holy shit why am i feeling like this like i want to faint 
and then it finally clued into me. Man, just get some salt into you. Get some salt. This is all salt. Well, that's, You're that's losing salt. That is amazing that you were able to work that out, especially if you were delusional. Yeah, I, I was. I, I I was shaking. I couldn't even stop my hands, and my arms. I couldn't stop shaking. I've never felt that in my life. And then and then at the last second, I was like. Okay, uh, you know, let's try to think here. Okay, uh, I'm losing a lot of salt. My body's covered in salt. So I took a teaspoon of salt and put it in a little bit of water and downed it real quick. And then like literally five minutes, it was it was unbelievable. I know, like I, I wouldn't have believed it. Like it's it was incredible. And I was like, holy shit, I feel 100% now. And uh, it so salt I think, I think saved my life. People that get, the fatality rate of people that get to your situation is what they call hyponatremia. I think yes. it's very high. It may be 40 plus percent. You know, it's quite often fatal. Yeah. And then I looked it up on the internet uh, if this was common because I wasn't even sure. I was like, why the hell do I have all this salt all over my body? And uh, then I, I went online. I looked online and that's apparently it's a very common thing when you as you get older, your body starts releasing more salt when you exercise in the, in the hot on the hot weather. And I was like, wow, that's that's unbelievable. I never have, you know, I never had this happen to me before. So I was kind of in shock that this ha even happened to me. But uh, luckily, at the last second, I was able to, you know, to think and uh, say, OK, let's just get a tablespoon of salt in me real quick and see what happens. Because if that weren't to work, I was going to call the ambulance. Take just on a more lighthearted finish to the comments Marcus was making about bone fractures before. There's a great uh, little Japanese vignette about these 90 year old World War II Japanese women that are world, they were famous dancers in World War II. There's about a hundred of them all tap dancing and so on. You, can you imagine 90 year old Australian or American women tap dancing around like these girls? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an incredible video. Yeah, I think I think most, most women don't live that long here, anyways. <laughs> Not in my area. <laughs> what is it called? Ninety-year-old tap dancing women. Something from Japan, yeah, or the or the Japanese, you know, something. I'll I'll have to look it up. But you know that there are now I think sixty thousand people in Japan over the age of one. Sixty thousand. Wow, that's awesome. No, have you ever? Have you have you ever read the book Frank uh, called the China Study? No. Yeah, fantastic book. They they actually uh, studied almost uh, 800 million Chinese, and they and they um, looked at what they eat, their diets, and how long they live in those certain regions. It's a, an incredible book to read. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that might ask. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. This is the Weston A. Price. Foundation. Uh, oh, he, he's he's that? also a that that guy was a genius, a Western A Price guy. I'm pretty sure that Western A Price is going to disagree with the China study. I can't remember. I just remember China study is typically it, vegan vegetarians like to like to point people to that. And then yeah. you've got on the other side the carnivores uh, will vehemently disagree with the China study. But I'll post it yeah. in the companion notes for you to take a look. Yeah. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my one hat into the ring here. The three longest people in the world, longest lived people are the Okinawans, the people that live in Sicily, and I think it's a place like Orange County in California. Mm -hmm. But that's be, that's been debunked. That's called the Blue Zones. That's been debunked too. It's by uh, Dr. Paul Saladino, who's my my favorite go-to guy with that. Oh, tell me about that, Marcus. Well, it's 
Well, they'll they'll tell you that they don't eat meat. They'll tell you that they're okay. vegetarians, vegans. They don't eat meat. Oh, Not okay. true. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy with the Blue Zone book. Well, the people yeah, they, in Sicily, mm -hmm. the people in Sicily live largely on Fish. lamb and goat and and um, milk and dairy and cheese. You know, from those from yeah. their milk products, yep. and you know they have the olive oils and so on, so on. I understood the Orange County people had just a normal, balanced diet, but really stuck on healthy food. And the Okinawans uh, have a lot of fish and mostly and seaweed and vegetarian. But the the things that those three groups all have in common is that they all have plenty of sunshine, they all have plenty of salt, and they all pray. And they all live near the beach. Well, all live near the beach. Also, they're active. O Okinawa, Just, Okinawa doesn't have many. Yeah, they're very active people, right, in those three regions. So. Sure, but, but let's be honest. Everybody, you know, gets to 50 and says, right, I've got to do something about my physical health. They join the squash club or go and pull weights. And because they've got no salt, they tear every muscle and ligament in their body and they're out for the next three months. It's madness. Well, you know, well, if you're not yeah. physically capable, you know, in some cases, I know a guy who literally tore his muscles off his thigh bone and took a fragment of the bone with it. Now that, in a in a healthy person, the chances of that should be absolutely nil. But it is a common place now for people to tear muscles off their bones, and a bit of bone actually comes off. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that should be impossible. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, some salty talk for the evening, and uh, we've, we've talked about oil. We've talked about salt. We've talked about all kinds of things, and uh, this, uh, I think we should wrap it up now. We're a little bit over time. Do we? Would we like to um, have some concluding remarks, summarizing each person's stance tonight? Well, the uh, all I all I want to say about Marcus is sorry. I'll, all I want to say about Marcus is the chart that he brought up. I agree with him, uh, but uh, there's uh, more investigation to be done when the time comes. There's a part two to that chart. So absolutely. And it was nice being here. Nice talking to all of you. And uh, awesome. Fantastic. And uh, Marcus? That was great. I got to... Just like you, Tim, I think we did the least amount of talking, which is perfect. It's a night off for us. So yeah, that's great. Good. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for inviting me. Yeah. All right. And Frank, did you have a final statement? No, I just hope they put the toilet doors back on in the schools, but you know, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I pray for. I just, you know, you just, how do you shake your head on radio? That's all I can say. Yeah. Big head shake. All right, guys. Well, this is the end of my week for the Fakeologist show. And the next show that we broadcast is the Rick and Rollo show on Saturdays. It's just sort of a fun show from Australia where a drunk guy talks to another drunk guy and another slightly drunk guy. And it can be interesting because they're all fakeologist aware. It's kind of fun. And it just turns into another general audio chat. And Frank, you sometimes show up. So that's. This. It won't be tomorrow. I'm going to be skiing tomorrow. Oh, very well. Very good. And our whole show schedule is at fakeologist.com forward slash live, where there's a Google calendar that should show your local time. 
depending on where you are and that uh, that's updated daily so if i'm not doing a show at the last minute the show will say either disappear or say there's no show so that's where you can get your updates and of course if you like this show fakeologist.com forward slash donate and uh thanks to vela said who's been helping update the site make it look a little smarter a little cleaner and we've even got a search bar on the main page now a lot of people like to just go to search they don't like to search around for the different links they just go right to a search box and type in whatever they're looking for so you can try that out and see if it works for you and um, hopefully you like all the effort that's being put into the phone system as well by Bellaset and his wife Sarah so we thank them for that and thanks everyone for joining we'll be back next week on Thursday for another Marcus Allen Frank Tiago roundtable so thank you guys and we'll see you next time. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, take care. All right. Take, take care. care. Bye-bye.